Hey everyone, it's James here. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to mention jewelrybrands.shop. They have quite an amazing collection of Star Wars pins, money clips, earrings, necklaces, keychains, and more. It's a great place to pick up a gift for somebody, even if they aren't into Star Wars, because there's jewelry from Marvel, DC, Hasbro, Nickelodeon, and hey, look at that, even Dragon Ball Z. Get over there and check out with promo code TRB to get 10% off your purchase. That's jewelrybrands.shop and promo code TRB at checkout. you miss us because we're back baby and i have a new mic so i don't have to like turn my head away so it's pretty cool welcome back everybody this is the resistance broadcast i'm john thank you for joining us today we took a week off it feels like we took a year off uh because we don't take time off a lot so it's when you do two episodes a week yeah it feels even longer when you're not doing them uh, but we are here, and I'm very excited to be back. Um, Book of Boba Fett is just a little over two weeks away. Uh, we got the full crew back with us. So, James, I, I know you. Don't worry about you. Lacey's <laughs> back, everybody. Lacey, Lacey's uh, gone longer than, than, than both of us, because me and James held it down for a few mm-hmm. episodes, too. So, yeah. Lacey, welcome mm-hmm. back. Did you, did you need to use uh, a GPS app to find the base? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's amazing just because the the way we schedule our recording stuff and doing the episodes. I haven't done this for a month, and I don't think mm-hmm. that's ever happened since 2018. So mm-hmm. I felt very sad and missing everyone. So I'm very excited to be back. Um, mm-hmm. Everything went well. I have a, a baby girl now, so I can't believe it. I'm a parent. <laughs> That is a thing. <laughs> now, yeah, all three of us are if now Lacey parents. If Lacey from a year ago could see me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's good to have you back. Thank um, you. The, the triad of the force is together again. And mm. uh, we wouldn't want it any other way. And we know a lot of people said, well, I love John James, but where's Lacey? You guys are so sweet. I know you're doing it just to be nice and that, like, there was a, a week, and I'm sure everyone that goes through this can attest to it. You get really emotional. I was crying at everything, and I was like, these people are just so nice. And I'm, like, crying <laughs> at tweets and stuff. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Did yeah. you cry at how much you missed us? You know, I did get a little teary-eyed when I was like, I'm not in this episode. I feel like I'm not a part of this anymore. Mm. Oh, like, so it wasn't what? missing us. You were just, yeah, you are feeling left out. <laughs> well, that's part of it, though, is that I, I missed you guys and felt left out. Okay. Right. Because you guys would say something, and I'm like, I could chime in right here if I was on the episode. <laughs> that That is the weirdest <laughs> feeling when you're listening to a podcast that you're a regular on. Right, right. But you... We're not on that episode, and you—it's like you're hearing it. You I don't know time. if I'd be able to do it. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I'd be yeah. biting my fist the whole time. Mm-hmm. But but it was uh, very nice, and I missed you guys, and I missed being—you know—talking about Star Wars, and it's nice to just feel back to normal again because it was a crazy, crazy week 
of yeah. the delivery that I went through. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to be normal again. Glad to have you back. Welcome Thanks. back. Um, I know uh, all of our listeners are happy to hear your voice again. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, you're here as well, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> we So a few days ago now at this point, we, we caught that new trailer, which I keep forgetting is a video game. Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah. Um, looks like we joked about it. We feel like it looked like a mix of what do we say? Avatar, Dune, and like. Yeah, Avatar. <laughs> you said Blade Runner, I think, James. Like yep. it's, it definitely has a different feel to it, but um, we're not going to spend too much time on it. We're not going to get into it in the news, uh, resistance report, but just wanted to, if you guys had anything you want to throw out there to our audience about your thoughts on it. And uh, other than me having to keep reminding myself that it, it's not a movie, not a movie, it's a game, it's a game. But I'm going to watch that story mode for sure whenever they put that on mm-hmm. um, the proper channels. So the uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a lot to talk about, even though it's just the trailer. But, you know, yeah. trying to go through and figure out, uh, based on context clues, like the era. Like, I know we kind of got some hints that it was from the, <clears throat> or maybe officially, I don't know, from like High Republic, we were kind of getting that vibe. Um, yeah, that's what they said is the official era of it. Yeah, so so, you know, you're kind of, but when we watched it, we had kind of forgotten that. And we're like, well, mm-hmm. when, you know, when is this taking place? We're looking for things. And that's that's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still coming from the game um, company that did Heavy Rain. And I don't know about the other games uh, that they've done since then. But that was like that weird. I talked about it once before. It's like not really like a game. It's more like a, you make choices and you watch the movie kind of happen. So maybe you're right. closer to right than you think, John. This could be a really interesting like playthrough where you just kind of make the choices and watch the character go through the actions kind of thing. Um, but I, you got to imagine it's canon. But yeah, the the one thing I'll say about it is uh, Yoda doesn't like to redecorate because that Jedi Temple looks exactly how it looks in the prequels, and this is supposed to be two hundred years before. Um, I know, like rugs don't survive months in my house my wife's like we need a new rug for the <laughs> living room meanwhile yoda's like just buff that floor out that design is timeless mm-hmm. that's my see, takeaway the thing i think about is when i see stuff like that like yoda i'm always like give me new star wars give me something unique and then i see yoda and i'm like it's yoda oh my god yoda's in this and i feel like such an idiot because that's exactly what i did i was like yo it's yoda yeah, what type um, of game is it? Do we, do we know what type of game this is? Is this uh, like a multiplayer? Is well, that's what, I'm, those... that's what I was action explaining. Era, uh, High Republic era action adventure game. Hmm. Interesting. That's what the official. So is, yeah. that, is that more similar to like Fallen Order, where you're you're playing a character and you're doing stuff? I feel like that's an RPG. No. No, that's action adventure platformer. Oh. But. But I I really don't think you guys understand the full context of of Heavy Rain. <laughs> Please go no, watch. No, I get it. It's okay. like a, it's like the books that we talked about, like the old school books where yeah, you pick but up when a I'm choice saying and then you that, go to the page. Yeah. When I'm saying that and then John follows it up with what type of a game is it? I'm like, it isn't. It's like go <laughs> like It's a if choose it, your adventure. Yeah, if you if you're thinking game in the t- typical style of game, it, it might not be that. I don't know. Maybe it's such a big property that they're li- they're going to branch out and do different things. And again, like I sure. said, I don't know what their other two games are. I'm basing this on Heavy Rain and Heavy Rain alone. But it seemed like 
watching like a quick clip of some of their other games and just the style that like they it looks like they have a certain vibe or they're doing a certain thing with their company or their style of games um i don't know i'm it's the world just so, so detailed like why do you choose and, this company yeah. when like yeah. so many other companies could do this you know but yeah i think they have this idea in mind of what this game is going to be and it's not a traditional video game, but I, I'm probably way wrong on this. They're probably breaking out of what they normally do or something, but maybe, maybe not. But regardless, <clears throat> it just looks really cool. Like James and I really geeked about it when we were watching it. Uh, uh, yeah, we're planning on posting a small clip of us kind of watching it together <laughs> on Patreon yeah. if you guys are interested. But uh, yeah, no, we were geeking and I loved how they had all these different creatures and the worlds were just so big, like everything looked big that it you're looked- like, yeah. where is this going? It looked like if you were to tell me that it was like an old Republic trailer that came out yeah, a couple years ago yeah. or something like that, I'd be like, oh, man, because I don't recognize any of this stuff. It seems like all the aliens, well, not all the aliens, but like just the creatures, the the mm-hmm. ships and the planets and the, the um, looks like there's um, like factions of people. You know what I mean? It's like, it just yeah, seems yeah. like uh, I don't know that story. And I know it's a new story, but it just really seems so l- left of s- traditional Star Wars uh, that it kind of is exciting in that regard, in the sense of and the like, music was so you, you're unfamiliar too. with this. This isn't p- taking yeah. place in original trilogy time era or something. Yeah. It's like way over here. Yeah, and yeah, just everything cool. about it was just so epic. And it was like the ending. James and I were like, what is this? Because it's just yeah. so kind of weird, but like cool at the same time. It was I'm cool too because to it. What, what comes of it? We were doing mm. a, a, a Patreon like chat, like a live mm-hmm. chat with our patrons. And uh, it dropped at that moment. So we, we were all kind of watching, watching it together, it together yeah. too, which was really neat. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, it was. it's cool. It's yeah, we'll see what comes of it. Um we'll we'll definitely talk about it more as more details come out. Um but it's pretty fresh in terms of uh when we first saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see so. what everyone's favorite part of the trailer was. So definitely let us know in the comments or on Twitter or whatever. I'm interested to see like hey, this clip stood out to me. Yeah. Um cuz sure. I miss stuff all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> in trailers and stuff. Yeah, I'm excited so. to see yeah. breakdowns about it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of shots in this one. One of those one of the streets looked like uh galaxy's edge to me with like the like yeah i want one of those green kind of bird monkey things with the beak that the guy has like two baskets oh of. i'm sure they'll sell those yeah. they look like oh, monkey chocobos yeah they have a little mm. beak from final fantasy yeah. mm. um all right well now we have uh other teaser type stuff to talk about as well for yeah. stuff that's coming out really soon uh, so James, why don't we fire up the resistance report? Have some fun. It's the resistance. All right, John, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to Book of Boba Fett, and the first one is probably going to be a bunch of new trailers, right? Um, I would almost advertise these as TV spots or like additional longer pieces of promotion a trailer is kind of a teaser you know it's all kind of the those words are all getting mixed up but there are there have been a a handful we're kind of at that uh era now where people are popping in and saying oh there's one new shot in this this version you know there's one new shot in this version so we're kind of getting some um interesting ones here 
Uh, but probably the big one would be, and you'll recognize it when I say it had seismic charges in the music. Um, it seems like uh, they, they were really um, getting in the core of what do we know about Boba Fett, his history, who he is, uh, what type of music and sounds inspire the thought of this character. And uh, it was a good trailer, and there's lots of new footage that we're going to talk about. Um, I'm actually going to start with Lacey. Uh, wh- what do you think about uh, the new footage of Book of Boba Fett that we're seeing? I have been catching up on stuff, guys, naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to catch up on all the little TV spots and stuff and different news. And this was something that when I saw it, I was like, this is so cool. Not only because of the the clips that I saw, but also because we're so close to Book of Boba Fett, like you can kind of like touch it, you know, it's so close. Yeah. Um, I thought the footage was cool. You know, it, I think this was probably one of the best ones that they've released, even over the trailer. I thought this one was just it felt more epic and 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 kind of like uh had more hype for me. I think that was due to the music, due to the cut, due to the clips that they used. It just was like the buildup of, you know, the legend of Boba Fett, which, as you guys know, I'm definitely someone that's come into her love for uh, Boba Fett because it wasn't there originally. Um, But I think my favorite shot is probably the end shot. And I know that's such a lame thing to say is like, of course, your favorite is the end. But as a huge Rancor fan, the shot from the grate underneath looking up at Fennec and Book, uh, I must have Book Boba Fett, Boba (laughs) Fett as the chair is sliding forward. <clears throat> I had the like Polly Pocket thing that slid. I love that whole sequence in Return of the Jedi is like my favorite sequence in Star Wars. As soon as I saw the sliding chair through the grate, I was like, this is the best thing ever <laughs> because it just brought me back to childhood and like what I loved about Star Wars when I was little. And the idea that from what we've heard and what could happen is maybe we'll see another Rancor, which I'm all for. As someone that is a big Rancor fan, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Hasbro Rancor, because that didn't happen. We'll get to that yeah. later. <laughs> uh, but regardless, I thought that shot was so perfect. And they didn't make it cute enough. They didn't. They definitely didn't. Um, that and just like kind of the shots of him and Fennec working together is really cool. And, and you're getting more of an understanding of who he is as a character coming from the Mandalorian where... You kind of don't get a full picture of him. He shows up and you're not sure how he's going to react. And then he just wants his armor back. But then he's super Mm. helpful. But this is a totally different vibe of him where he's kind of like, yeah, I'm calm. But you're like waiting for him to snap. And I kind of love that. So I'm excited to see uh, what comes of it. But this trailer definitely got me the most hyped so far, I would say. Um, Teaser. Definitely. My My favorite. Yeah, whatever it is. (laughs) My favorite shot is when he's got that thing on his face and he's just chilling in his Polynesian spa. Yes, the spa. <laughs> the spa. Um, John, <laughs> what stuck out to you in the trailer? Uh, are, is it, is this show starting to become a little bit more real? Are you getting excited? Or are you just are you burnt out on the trailers already? Well, John no. did the article. You do have to mention that. So, John, yes. I'm interested to see what you have to say. Um. Yeah, I've been. Finally getting back to writing more. Which, by the way, yeah. if you haven't if you haven't in a while, check out StarWarsNewsNet.com. We have a brand new look. We updated the look oh, for yeah. the site. Looks great. For the first time in its 10-year existence. Um, <laughs> so Val's been working very hard with the developers on that. And it uh, it looks... She's a, she's a beaut, Clark. She's a beaut. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, this has been the, my favorite clip so far. You know, it everything collectively. Um, you know, the music adds a very theatric vibe to it. It it it, it made the show feel bigger to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the music that they chose for this um particular teaser, which I called it a teaser because it's a minute long and and has new shots or whatever. Sure, but between that, between his voiceover. Their focus in this clip on his, you know, near death and and the aftermath of his escape, it it appears they're teasing us a little more to the fact that they want us to know that we are going to see a flashback in a sense of seeing how he got to where we met him in the Mandalorian. Um, we're going to see like that he was with the Tuscan Raiders and he went to Jabba's palace first before getting his armor, probably scout things out. Um, that shot of him overlooking uh, Jabba's garage, as I call it, uh, is what I used <laughs> for the thumbnail. But I also like the fact that we're going to see elements of Jabba's palace that we, you know, we only got, you know, the tip of the iceberg in Return of the Jedi. I feel like there's going to be a lot more we're getting into, kind of like the Clone Wars tried to do a little bit. Um, we're going to see more nooks and crannies of this place, including the what appears to be the menagerie. And, well, you know... We should- we should mention too that uh, people were happy to see that Battlefront maps were made canon in Very this cool. case. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So, like, yeah. you have been able to get down to that area of Jabba's Palace before, but it was like whatever, and then now you're seeing it in the the show, and you're like, "Holy crap! That's like the Battlefront map is now yeah, live is action." Really cool. Yeah, and this is like you know they call this clip the return. So they wanted to make this the focus on him coming back out of the Sarlacc. And I don't know whether they're going to physically show him leaving, but you know, that line, which may be things pieced together where it says left for dead on the sands of Tatooine, I am Boba Fett. And I think that's really cool. Um, it's, it's just the most dramatic of all the clips so far. It didn't have necessarily the most action, but some of the shots reminded me of the Mandalorian seeing those uh, alien creatures on those speeder bikes. Um, it just, it it gave me a really good vibe for for what the show's going to be and uh it was hands down without question my favorite clip that they or trailer they've given us so far so it has certainly increased my excitement and my hype level and um i don't know curious to see i, I don't really need much more at this point you know we're a little you know 2 weeks from wednesday we have get the first chapter of this thing and a lot one thing i have seen a lot of people talking about is they think most of what we've seen from these clips is going to be in the first chapter or two. And, you know, we know there's only seven. So I'm wondering if because it's not uh, eight the way the Mandalorian is, are these going to be a little longer? Uh, mm. Or are they just or are they just doing seven episodes of maybe the 30-minute thing? We're not really sure. But I'd love longer way, episodes. I'm excited to see. And I would actually love it if they did only show us stuff from the beginning. Mm. Um, but uh, that, that Rancor stuff that they're teasing that we that reported about so beautiful at, that at this shot point from the great yeah yeah if you want to check it out we have the article where we reported on what's going on there but if you don't mm-hmm. if you want to see it yourself fine but i'm very excited for all that <laughs> i think um <clears throat> the title of this is interesting too because they call it the return um i think that john you mentioned why this particular one would be called the return but i think what this does is it kind of hints that they're going to do more a few more of these probably like uh, you know, the build up, the the destroyer or something, you know, oh, or something yeah. like that. Um, because they've done that in the past. Yeah, uh when people post the trailers, they go like maybe one uh, a week. 
t- TV spot happy, you know, t- uh, TV spot, uh, d- uh, whatever, you know, like they give them yeah. little, these little titles and stuff. Um, so that kind of is interesting that it kind of hints that we might be seeing more of these specific type things. Um, I, I mean, a lot of this stuff, it, in some ways, it feels like we're getting a lot of new clips, but it all very much fits into what we've seen so far is like the vibe. It's like, okay, that's another scene we haven't seen before, but it didn't really make me feel that like this show is going to be like different, you know, um, mm-hmm. very similar to what we've seen before. But I do like seeing a lot of these bigger cities and a little bit more of the nooks and crannies, including, um, you know, there's a, you can look at, I don't want to call it a rumor, I guess, fan speculation that, uh, some of these scenes are, uh, pulled from, uh, the deleted scene, uh, where Luke goes to Tashi station. You can actually see Tashi station or the little bar there or whatever it is, the little hangout area. Um, possibly even seeing some of the characters that were in that scene uh, years yep. later and kind of grown up now. Um, probably, bit, I don't know, maybe even bringing back the same uh, people. Not really sure. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I just so many little details and stuff to get excited about again. You know, there's a, these little um, cars <laughs> like driving through the city and stuff like that. It's right, like, oh, right. man. Well, also... What I think is cool is they're going back to that whole idea that, and maybe it could be a wink to it, that, you know, Obi-Wan was just dressed as somebody from Tatooine. And because we saw someone looking very Jedi robish there, and, you know, a lot of the people in A New Hope on Tatooine look like, dressed like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then in the prequels, he's like, no, those are Jedi robes. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what the Jedi wore. So um, whoever we're seeing get slapped around here or whatever, just, you know, could be just some town folk or somebody who knew luke or like you're saying or you know it's uh mm-hmm. i like that they were kind of restoring the original look of people on tatooine right so here's another one Lacey. that i you know you've, you've been out of it a little bit so you might not have picked this one up but <clears throat> in the shot where they show everybody sitting at the table you look in the background there it looks like there's one of jabba's droids working as like a bounty hunter and I, it, it's the, I think it's the one that it does the like foot thing. You know what I'm talking about? He flips the other robot oh, upside down. Oh, yeah, the gonk droid. Yeah, it's not the gonk droid. Well, yeah, but the AT8 other one, or whatever. it looks like that's him uh, chilling. So in, the, in that time, so he found that's, himself like a my, new job. Yeah, that was one of my uh, in, indirectly funny moments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that's the right. Feet yeah. Unintentionally funny. <laughs> yeah, unintentionally. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think some people were eyeballing that. That looks like the same droid because he this has the same eyes and have... style and stuff. Yeah, this show is gonna have so many Easter eggs. Like, I don't know if my eyeballs are ready because I, I feel like I'm never gonna find them all. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it can really expand on agree. Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. in a in a really cool way. I mean, we saw from that first one the little monk spider thing you know walking around and everybody's uh, they do that on purpose immediately because yeah. everybody can go oh, return of the jedi and they could just like immediately yes. click to something Nostalgia. and that yeah. sets the tone for the rest of the trailer that you're getting ready to watch and i think this one does the same thing with the first shot being um sand troopers and him looking over at jabba's palace from the rock perspective you know you mean tuscan yep. what did i tuscan say raiders tuscan raiders. sand troopers a sand troopers. <laughs> I was trying to say uh, sand people. Sand people. Yeah. yeah. And people. 
I Tuscan think Raiders the show, all together. Yeah, this show, Mandalorian's like this too, but I think specifically this one, just because of who the main character is, it's going to be one of those shows that every time you go to watch it, you're going to notice something different. You're going to be like, oh, I didn't see that the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see that the second time I watched it because there's just so much going on. Well, like n- the scenes are so detailed yeah. in, from like the foreground all the way to the background. Another thing to to mention quickly is that Total Film also did uh, an article that had an, a new uh, photo of him. You mm-hmm. know, looks like yep. he's like burning people down. And uh, a couple of the interviews there, um, where uh, they were talking to uh, Ming Na Wen and Tamara Morrison about the return of the characters mm-hmm. and what they're up to and how they get along. Like, why do the two of them hang out? And they had some really awesome answers. Um, John, what were you getting ready to say, or do you want to move into the, uh, the answers that they gave? Well, no, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to... We we have plans to, on Thursday, to talk more about this, but um, I think they're toying... They probably went through a lot of lists and toying with the idea of, you know, who survived the explosion of the sail barge, and, like, could that character come back as a brief cameo? It doesn't have to be a big deal or anything like that. Like, imagine they bring Salacious Crumb back or something like that, and he's just still <laughs> roaming the halls of Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. It'd be amazing. But um, this relationship thing is going to be interesting because I just still think Boba Fett works best as a mysterious loner, um, and I know they're trying to give him an arc, and when you give someone their own show, you have to do that. I just can't help but think that something's going to happen on a permanent level that splits these two up whether she betrays him he betrays her which i think would be cooler because i don't want boba fett to be like the hero or the anti-hero because we already have that in din Djarin. it'd be too much of a retelling of this story where i'm this bounty hunter and uh now i have a heart of gold it's like you just gave us that story yeah like yeah i want boba fett to be you know what? <laughs> so I I just I, I, I think it'd be cool if like he th- throws her to the wolves like uh just in, in, in some sort of like Greek tragedy sort of way where he betrays her. And I think that would like cement himself as a villain. I think that would make people not I think people are going into the series expecting this is the Boba Fett hero story. I think it would be amazing if he's the lead character and he's He's like, no, no, I'm a bad person. <laughs> like, you have to I think remember when he was a child. Amazing. He, yeah, when he was a child, he was laughing about Obi Wan Kenobi being dead. Like, let's not yeah, forget, right. like his whole life, he's been like kind of on that bad side. And if you're familiar with the Clone Wars too, like he's been on a mission to like murder Mace Windu. Like, he, like really hates that guy. Yeah, you know? he was like a young teenager <laughs> recruiting yeah. assassins and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I. We'll see what they do. I'm going to end up enjoying it anyway because I like Robert Rodriguez. I like what they've been doing with live action Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think it would be cooler because I think the, the the pulse of fans right now are thinking like this is Boba Fett's time. He's going to get this arc. He's going to be like the, the sort of this anti-hero sort of thing. Again, I, I, I already saw that story with Din Djarin. I want to see Boba Fett be a bad guy to the fullest. And I think it'd be even cooler if he betrays Fennec Shan and and... and this ends and he gets to go off in future stories in Star Wars where he's not necessarily the star of the show, but he gets to be Boba Fett again. Mm. And every once in a while, there's a, a two and a half hour movie and we see a minute and a half of Boba Fett doing something cool. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think that would be awesome. So I'm curious the way the way they go with it. But 
she's touching on the fact that there's this unorthodox, well, unorthodox well, sort let, of let weird talk, relationship about and it. a I'll, familial thing. But when, when it comes to crime stuff, like Sons of Anarchy and stuff, those people always say we're family, but all they do is stab each other in the back. That's how these crime families work. So hopefully we get we get in the mix with that and, and it becomes interesting. But uh, so, we'll see what they do. So what I was going to say is like, I, I, I hope I don't eat my words, but I feel like I'm kind of in a good spot because I could I could if the show goes in either direction, I feel like I'm OK with it. I'm not hoping yeah, that I it agree. goes in one of the two directions. But the thing is, is they seem to be leading with this article that they're um, they respect each other because they believe in that code and they honor that code. And I start thinking, you know, you're totally right. Like if they make this guy the good guy and that, you know, whatever, that feels very Mandalorian. But, you know, there is kind of an angle there to the fact that Din Djarin broke the code. He recognized I think the code is the bounty hunter code, though. Not no, I know it's different. But what oh, I'm yeah. saying is like there was this code to, um, uh, you know, yeah, you you're not supposed to ask to, questions yeah. about the child and all this other right. stuff. And and he was like, I, you know, I got to do the right thing. And in that case, him following the code and honoring the code and then getting along for, from that aspect would be kind of the bad guy. Because when put in the situation of there being a child, Boba Fett would walk away with with Fennec on his side, but the child would die. You know what I'm saying? Like him following the code can be the thing that makes him cold and ruthless and different from Din Djarin in that sense, um, which is the thing that makes these two get along because they're not going to turn their, their backs on each other because they're both just as honorable when it comes to that code or that promise. So I, again, I could kind of see it going in that direction and still being okay and being cool while being different from what we did see in the Mandalorian. That all being said, like, I, I mean, I trust these creators so much that I really can't imagine people are going to look at this and be like, it just feels like the Mandalorian. Even, even right. if they did do that, people like the Mandalorian, you know? So like... Whether it's completely different from The Mandalorian or it's kind of similar to The Mandalorian, I think people are going to feel good about this show. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully it doesn't ruin someone's uh, idea of Boba Fett. That would suck. You know, and I, I hope that doesn't end up happening because it's very real when it comes to like, you know, they could do something with Luke and people are like, I don't, I don't like it. It ruined my Luke. You know, it's at, like at the Boba end of the Fett. first chapter, they find a baby Wookiee in an egg. Yeah. It's a, like <laughs> we're like what are you come on guys what are you doing he's <laughs> like uh they're like Boba Fett and he's like don't call me Boba Fett call me by my real name <laughs> it's like some really stupid like some dumb name Bin Barren <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um Bunky Boo <laughs> that's my <laughs> real name call me Bunky Boo um no but uh. But no, we're all very excited about the book of Boba Fett. But there, there was are... a quote that stood out to me, though. So take it in this article. I think the thing that stood out to me, which is obviously going to play into our episode coming up, but it was just one of those things I was like, "Hmm, interesting." Was when they asked if Din Djarin was going to show up in the book of Boba Fett. True. And Tem said, "I can't say anything, but we have some wonderful, colorful things to look forward to. I don't want to say too much about it because we're all going to go in on this journey together." And every little bit of information is pretty precious now. I like loved that answer. I was I loved that he's like, we're doing this journey together. 
Like, let's save the story. Let's keep the surprise as a surprise. But that to me says, because he said wonderful, colorful things, there are going to be numerous things. I feel like he gave it away, though. You think so? I mean, he's obviously saying something's going to happen, but the fact that he said things to me is like, oh, so there are numerous things. It's a good quote to to say, guys, so many surprises. I don't even, I can't answer this. Yeah. I can't talk about everything that's coming. There's just so much. I like that aspect of it. Um, but I oh, think you're he saying gave, about Din Dijon. I think he gave it away ah, yes. in that answer where they're saying, like, was that Din? He's like, I don't I don't want to spoil the surprises. You know, it's like <laughs> or no. You know, like, or well, I don't know what maybe, you're talking maybe. about, you know. But it's very <coughs> easy to get him in the show because you don't have to get Pedro on set, of course. You just right. have to have him Stunt record guy. a couple lines. Yeah. I think it would be cool, like like, did you guys ever watch Scrubs? Yeah. They would always do this one-off because the show was always about JD and it was in his inner monologue. And every once in a while, there'd be an episode where he touches somebody in the shoulder and they took over as the narrator for that episode. Mm. I think it would be interesting if that's kind of what the Book of Boba Fett is since they're calling it season 2.5 of The Mandalorian. At the end of the series, Din Djarin shows up and they have this sort of crossing of paths and that's what kicks off the Mandalorian season three sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that think that that's the way it's going to end, is it's going to be handed off kind of baton-like to yeah, Din Djarin. Yeah. So I think I went into this expecting he's going to show up at least by the end, where he has to go find him, and he's like, hey, man, we got something we got to do together. Hey, I heard about this thing, and then that's going to lead you into the next season. <laughs> Boba yeah. Fett gets launched toward another Sarlacc, and he like high-fives Din Djarin on his way in, and he's like, <laughs> your turn. I thought into a Sarlacc again. As long as it doesn't burp this time, I thought it was funny too. Him saying, uh, "I don't want to spoil the surprises because we're on this journey together." No, we're not. We're on this journey. You're not on it, Tim. You know everything. You can't sit with us, Tim. You can't sit with us on this journey. You already know what happens. If I'd seen the book of Boba Fett and I knew everything about it, and you guys were like, "Hey, James, what happens in the show?" and I'm like, "I don't want to spoil any surprises. We're on this journey together." It's like no, we're not. <laughs> You've seen it. He's got the. You he's know. got those PR, you know, those PR marketing index cards. He's exactly. Like, with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, what I was alluding to before is we're all very excited about the book of Boba Fett, but there are yes. other shows that we are are also excited for, and that is the Acolyte, um, because there's news Ooh. revolving around that show. Um, now. It's kind of one of those things. It was one of those wild rumors reported by um, one site, and then it got notably backed up by Variety, a, a more trustworthy um, source. So we're kind of running with it as the story. But as it is right now, um, Amanda Stenberg has been cast as the lead role in the show, as uh, we've heard before from Leslie Headland. She wanted to cast a very specific female type character um, and kind of it, it, loosely, we all kind of got the vibes of maybe like a Dr. Afra t- type character. So uh, when you look at Amanda here um, in some of the other roles that she's played, uh, she seems to fit that bill. Seems like if she's not cast, you know, and Variety's wrong, this report is wrong, um, that she's probably in the running. She's probably in that category of people who are looking uh, or at the, they're looking at very closely. Um, John, I'm going to start with you real quick on this one. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, casting of Amanda Stenberg? I, I'm not familiar with her, and 
I know, you know, people are going to bring this up in terms of like the pronouns. I believe she uses they and them, but she also is okay with she and her. Um, so I'm going to, you know, try to respect that. But mm-hmm. um, I'm not familiar with Amanda. It's hard to say that. I want to say Amanda. Amanda Stenberg mm-hmm. uh, and what um, they've done. But I like that we're getting info on this show because as we always say on this show, whenever we get casting announcements it becomes more real and when we're talking about star wars and uh their productions and a lot of the issues that they've had you know we we haven't heard cast members for rogue squadron yet and we know that that you know that's stumbling a bit when you hear that someone's locked in an actor that makes you feel like it's on more solid footing because they're not you know their agents are not booking any jobs for them from this period of time to this period of time or whatever have you because when you book an actor, you have to know when that show is going to be filming. So they have filming dates set for this show. So that's a good thing too. And Leslie Headland, you know, Russian Doll, I enjoyed very much. You know, you didn't hear any drama about that show in terms of production. Um, maybe they finally have one of those little diamond in the rough things where no one's really talking about this show very much and it's laying in the weeds because we have these big other things coming up. But maybe this is going to be the one they're like, and Star Wars went seamless with that production. We mm-hmm. we never talk about that. The Acolyte <clears throat> came, they produced it, it was great. So um, I like that fact. You know, they did say early on, um, Leslie Headland had said that this is going to be um, a lot of females as leads. Um, so we have one here. Uh, it's got to be Sith-based, so we don't know if... Um, if Stenberg's playing a Sith or what have you, I, I just don't know enough about this show. So it's hard for me to give a take on, I can't wait to see mm-hmm. them do this or do that. I think for now, until we learn more, I'm most excited about the fact that we're getting details on this show. Could they, could they put, put this out a few weeks ago, Disney plus day? Maybe, you know, I'm sure <laughs> this didn't just happen. Um, but again, you know, the fact that you got to put it in the wind column because we have, uh, another Star Wars show that a lot of people haven't been talking about for a while that looks like it's really moving closer to production. And I believe the report was this is starting filming in like March or May. One of those two, I always mix those two up. Um, so this, this could be May. May. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at May. These shows seem like they typically film for six months. So you're looking at a May to November, um, which could set you up for an early summer release in 2023. Um, you know, and we have uh, who knows what you know what we have going on that year in addition to you know Ahsoka and stuff like that. So, uh, it just, it just seems like good news to me. Um, I do need to do a little more research on the uh actor and and find out and watch some things that uh they've been in. But um, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with uh, Amanda Stenberg? Well, I had to admit, uh, I'm gonna jump to Lacey yes. because <laughs> she's probably most notably to most people. Uh, she was in the Hunger Games. This is As, when my oh. two worlds have united. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I gotta just, see these di- movies finally. I don't know why I haven't District watched them. District 4's own Rue. No, um, 11. 11? Oh, I thought it was 4. She's uh, 11. Oh, my God. <clears throat> All right. Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> but Lacey, um, so you were familiar at least with uh, that particular piece of uh, work that she's done. Um, did, did the name stick out otherwise? Have you followed her career since then? At all? They've done a lot of stuff. They've done um, some YA movies, and then she did, or they did, uh, I apologize, Sleepy Hollow. But mm-hmm. I 
I know Amanda most from The Hunger Games. She played mm-hmm. Rue, which was a pretty big role. Mm. Not in the sense of like, you know, Jennifer Lawrence, but the moment is a big moment in the movie where she, the character dies. So, um, I'm excited to I see I just told she... you I haven't watched it. <laughs> well, sorry. You had like how many It was years? a secret death. She may or may <laughs> not come back to life later, John. It's only been out for 10 years. <laughs> it's only been out forever. So she was um, in this show when she was like 13 then, or that movie. Yeah. Amanda played a 12-year-old character. Wow, because yeah. I just looked it up. She's only 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was young then. So uh, I'm excited to see what they do with this role. Um, I, I think this show in general is like a big question mark to me, with the exception of the logo, which is like sick. But yeah. <laughs> like that's all I really know besides who's doing it and uh, how passionate they are about Star Wars. Leslie Headland, like clearly in every interview that we've discussed here on the show, we say time and time again, like clearly she knows her Star Wars. She loves Star Wars. She wants to be a part yeah. of Star Wars. Which is fabulous and wonderful. Um, but other than that, I don't know much about it besides that they're focusing on the cis side of things when the High Republic is coming to an end. It is very interesting just because we were talking about at the top of the show the new video game that's coming out next year, which is also High Republic. And obviously we have High Republic books. So I feel like for a long time, James, we've been discussing like, are they going to explore this time period in other mediums and other content? And clearly mm-hmm. they are. Like that is yeah. not a question. Uh, like nobody believed live action and then even and then acolyte was kind of on the border and then Mm -hmm. everybody's like okay well you know but that that's probably as you know as far as the or the close they'll get and then now they're doing the video game thing and the video game isn't like a mobile game or something you know it looks very much like they're full world building yes yes thing so it's definitely interesting um that the high republic might actually get a little bit more uh mainstream shine in this case but I think Amanda is going to do a good job. Uh, they've been known for doing good jobs in all their roles. Uh, and she's definitely got, especially in the picture we chose for the <clears> article, <throat> she's got mm. that bad Sith look going with the, oh, the dark, yeah, dark eyeliner. Eye so yeah. I'm all for it. Um, but other than that, I, I really don't know that much about this. And I, I can't wait to learn That's the more. Thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to lie. My head's kind of in Book of Boba Fett right now. Uh, waiting to see what happens with that. But once we get more updates from when this shoots in May, I I can't wait to know more. I, I really hope since it's starting to shoot in May, maybe they'll shoot something a little early in May and we'll get something at Celebration, which is later in May. Um, mm-hmm. We'll get like a clip or a, hey, we're on set or some pictures or something. like Or, or a premise. Synopsis. Yeah, yeah something mm-hmm. uh, would be fabulous. Maybe even cast interviews or like introduction to the cast would be great. Um, you know what? Yeah. What could be good to watch, maybe? She was in this thing called The Darkest Minds. It's about a dystopian superhero nice. film. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I don't know if, you know, so, that seems like they could do some action stuff in there. So when, knows, but. when I saw the announcement, I, I when whenever it comes to any sort of casting like this, I kind of do the, oh, I'm not very familiar with this person. Let me go see if I can find uh, clips or something of them, you know, in different mm-hmm. roles. And it just so happened the top result for this character or for this person was like an IMDB thing that they put together that was like, hey, here is this person in a lot of their roles. And it kind of felt a little like um, like the Oscars where they have like, oh, and here for the best actor, 
here's a clip from the movie they're in. And it's always like the best scene from the movie, the movie where they like were putting 110% into their thing. (laughs) So it was really cool like to watch this particular montage of scenes from her because it felt like every one of them was like her on her A game. Like this was the best she was in the show. So if you guys can find that, you know, I looked and it seemed like she was very diverse as far as like, you know, emotional scenes here or like action or, or anger scenes here. So it seemed like she was kind of all over the place. I would imagine this is a, a good pick and we should be excited about it. I'm going to throw this out there and I, John and Lacey don't know this yet. I don't think, I don't believe this report. <laughs> because I, to me, the site that ran it is a site that I immediately, I look at that and immediately discredit it. Um, anytime it comes up. The only reason that this has clout right now is because Variety backed it up. But when I read the Variety report, it says that site was the first to report it. They, it doesn't seem like Variety is also backing it up or reporting it. It seems like they're reporting it based on the other site's report. So here, here's the thing on that, though. But And John, maybe you can change my mind on this. Well, Variety wouldn't just report it unless they also had viable sources who told them the same thing yeah so i think it's one of those things my best guess would be variety had one source on it big trades like to triple source things mm-hmm. um they probably weren't able to lock down a second or third source so they're like they reported it too and they definitely don't talk to our people so we're gonna run it and that is it's it's right on the border for me where I go, that seems not very trustworthy to me. And it kind of surprised me that Variety backed it up and backed it up in the way that they backed it up or saying, hey, we think this yeah. is happening uh, because these other people were the first people to report mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I don't trust that source. I don't trust the other one <laughs> as far as I can throw. I don't them. like slinging arrows at other outlets I, and yeah. stuff like that. I, I know that, you know, um Illuminati. Uh you know, they maybe they've turned a corner or they have, you know, better sourcing now, but they certainly were one of the sites that uh like Clayton Sandell had to personally go to Disney and debunk one of their stories that said George Lucas was coming in to take over Andor. That was one of their exclusives a couple of years ago. And you either just make that type of thing up or you talk to somebody who really just made something up because that's so, not happening. So, so they may have, you know, they may, you know, credit to them. You know, if this yeah. is right, then then they're really doing a great job. So that's that's all I'll say. That yeah, and and that is absolutely true. It's like I have no problem eating my words. If they come, if this does end up happening, then let the record show that they were the first to report it. You know, that's totally fine. That's going to happen. I'm just in a in a world where I've said in the past couple of weeks, you know, I I even when Disney says things, you know. <laughs> This movie's right. happening. This Rangers of the New Republic, it's happening. And it's like, no, it's not. You know, it, it, as it turns out, we're not getting it. So y- I'm always kind of holding a lot of this news uh, in different levels of uh, pinch of cinnamon, John, you know, and this one, it <laughs> yeah. just feels like it's not quite making the cut for me because of right. what I've explained. But that being said, it's nothing against Amanla. And uh, I think she looks great, you know, as an actress and would be a, a good choice for this. So if it happens, then we're uh, we're in a good spot as Star Wars fans. Um, one other thing um, I wanted to, to talk about really quick is the uh, 
the comics are still like going real strong. And I, I don't know how many people are, are reading what's going on there, but um, Crimson Rain dropped their first issue, and it's another look into what has been going on with Kira and, uh, you know, the Crimson Dawn and everything that's going on with that stuff. Um, Lacey, I imagine you have not had the time to catch up <laughs> on all the comics that are going on. I read the recap. I read okay. the recap on Star right. Wars News Net, which, by the way, guys, if you can't keep up with things like me where I had a crazy life-changing event, then go yeah. to StarWarsNewsNet.com because they run through all the details and break it down in a way that's really easy to understand when you don't have the time to read every single thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Way to go, Kyle. Kyle. Um... So uh, anyway, my response to this is, yeah, I'm very surprised at how much they're going into Takira. You know, when she first showed up in the comics, I know we were all surprised on the show where we're like, really, they're bringing her back. This is such a big deal. You know, I got messages from people about it before Mm -hmm. it came out. What does Um, this mean? Yeah. Where is this going? And I think it's really cool that they're exploring this character, but I really hope it doesn't take away from the chances of her coming back in live action. Cause I think that's a missed opportunity that if they're only going to give her comics to, to kind of explore these storylines. Um, the thing that stuck out to me was the, the panel where she's with Maul and he's mm-hmm. talking about how he wanted to kill Sidious. And she was there when she was listening to him talk about killing Sidious. And I was like, wow, everyone wants to kill Sidious. <laughs> Maybe Seems if like he he's actually very did open it, we with wouldn't those have the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's um, Maul's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's all Maul's fault. That's basically what I thought. Uh, I but like that movie. I, I'm just joking. Just kidding. <laughs> um, that's just one aspect I don't like about. You're gonna movie. get dragged. I'm gonna get dragged about not wanting Palpatine in the movie. <laughs> that I don't uh. think. I don't think so. Uh, but. Yeah, no, it's super interesting to see her interact with all these different characters from different comics. You know, the Knights of Ren are there, and you're like, man, these guys are getting the backstory they never got in the movies either. So it's yeah, just it's like all these different characters that I'm like, I actually want to see these characters on screen and explore these stories. So I feel like I'm kind of like, oh, I wish they weren't pushing this all to the comics. But I'm happy that the stories are being told and that the, they're being put into canon as things that are that have happened. Um. But yeah, I think the most interesting thing to me was the mall stuff where she's talking about how she viewed him wanting to take down Sidious and then she was going to take that on and what does that mean and that kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely think it's interesting the way they've, even at this point too, this also is kind of, it's not, well, shoot, I'm trying to piece it all together here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah never mind i take it back <laughs> i i'm sitting here thinking like when was maul even like around when was this scene you know and stuff but this would this would right. be like earlier when she was working with it was maul. a flashback yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. um yep. but it but it is interesting um to show uh that you know they were closer you know he says in the movie we're going to be working very closely and that, that they are in the same room kind of planning stuff together and overhearing um he still has that hatred for Sidious and all this so it's going to be exciting as the show continues or as uh, the series continues on because they might give us a little bit more insight into what was going on at that time period and um you know we've had our back and forth on what that means for make solo to happen at times we think that it means something bad like you said Lacey but I remember when we first got the news John and you can take over here if you want but it was exciting because it means that they're testing 
the character again with fans to see what the vibe is on it and you know that it could actually raise it's... awareness of that era and and get excited for the character to return in a way yeah i know ray park kind of screwed things up by his antics um without question so but i don't see a situation where he's gonna hold up a live action mall they can find someone to be darth maul and they have the voice of someone else anyway yeah and get stunned people and yeah have Whitmer do the voice or whatever um this comics it's interesting i mean it definitely makes me sad you know you got to remember that kira was trafficked she didn't get out yeah she was trafficked human trafficked and forced into this life and couldn't branded yeah and han with his just like love for her and his blinders on wasn't listening to her cues and stuff like that but you know we we can deep dive solo all the you know all the time not here to do that now but you're right james i they are going heavy with with kira and i think that that is certainly something they want to keep fans um in the buzz of uh, in terms of where this character has gone in the years since solo um and they haven't shown us how she got to this point yet so that definitely leaves a window open and i think the live action would be a very um very juicy spot to tell that story without question to bring back amelia clark because she's amazing she is kira which takes me to my criticism of this i don't like the artwork of this comic i don't like how she looks I don't think when I look at this person, I don't see Kira. I don't see Amelia Clark. I I see like Jennifer Connelly or something. Like for some reason in the other one, uh, the the War of the Bounty Hunters, they kind of really made it look like Amelia Clark. And the, the whatever artistic choice they took on this one, and I don't know how the jockeying goes between, you know, does the writer have any sway on what the artist does? Or they kind of like, nah, that's your turf. This is my turf, but this is kind of what I'm going for. This doesn't look at all like Amelia Clark to me. That kind of bothered me. Like imagine seeing a Luke comic in this era and it looks nothing like Mark Hamill or something. That That's how I mm-hmm. look at that. Each character, mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how popular a character is. You know, Luke obviously is more recognizable to the masses, but a character is a character. And I believe in continuity. Uh, I think that's important to help you suspend your disbelief. I want to see Amelia Clark's face here. Um, you, just like if you tell old Obi-Wan comics, I want to see the Ewan McGregor style maybe. And then if you t- you know tell an older Obi-Wan, you want to see a lot of this sort of thing. So um, they did nail the Emperor though on the cover. That looks exactly like Return of the Jedi Palpatine. I think they <laughs> did a tremendous job there. Um, but I, I, this, is tr- this is a sad story. Like Kira is in command and she's badass and stuff, but she shouldn't be. She only is this because she got taken. She wanted to be with Han Solo being on this love adventure across the galaxy. This is a tragic story, no matter how powerful she is now or how comfortable she is in her position. This sucks. It does. So uh, I agree it's with Kyle. It's not going to end well. Re- That's basically what I, you're feeling. Yeah. I, I am feeling that. And a, a part of me hopes, like Kyle put a romantic sort of tinge on this. And he doesn't, I don't mean literally romantic. I mean romanticize the story in the sense where Maybe she fakes her death and goes back to like she was kind of like off the grid and she gets to go into hiding a bit, leaves Han alone because she doesn't want to get him caught up in trouble or something, like still has a soft spot for him and loves him enough to avoid him. Let and him go. that will exp- and that will explain why she didn't surface during the original trilogy and all that stuff. You can help, you know, fix that those potential plot holes. So I like how they're dancing around it. 
it's just the whole thing about Kira and how the more powerful and deeper she gets into this, the sadder I get about what happened to her. And so I feel like now I need to see how she got from the end of Solo where she lets Han go, um, lies and says he got killed to try to save his ass because she loves him. Again. And, th- and then <laughs> how she gets to this point where, you know, Maul gets killed by Kenobi. She takes the reins, uh, all of that, like, I, I got to see that. And the only way I want to see it, um, and it's not like, oh, yeah, I better see it this way. But the, the only <laughs> yeah. way I want to see Kathleen it is Kennedy's Amelia Clark. taking because... notes right now. Is that John says he's got to see it. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you say you want something and people are like, how dare you demand? demand. Yeah. I'm not demanding. Just shut up. <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, I want to see Amelia Clark because she is Kieran. She did such an amazing job in, in Solo. So, and she wants uh, to return. She's yeah. She said she had ideas for the character and stuff. So uh, they still have that gap there. Uh, I'm still holding out hope. Um, we'll see what happens. But it just makes me sad. It makes me sad because uh, she got freaking human trafficked, and this is where she's at. <clears throat> Weird. Do you know who is not sad reading this comic? No. Troll Souls grandkids. Nope. Or? Legends fans. Oh, yes, because mentioned in this uh, dark underworld crime syndicate uh, story was, of course, Black Sun. But then as they went in a little bit more detail, they talked about who was currently uh, kind of a leader in Black Sun. And that was Prince Sizor, uh, who is a character from Shadows of the Empire. And so this is his first mention in anything canon. So people are starting to get excited that they're going to see that character return in a new way, shape, or form. Um, it could mean bigger things down the line. You know, you could see this guy show up in a live-action show here or there, like Solo 2, for instance, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but no, that was just another thing that we wanted to touch on a little bit, that uh, there was some... Uh, excitement and stir over this particular issue one. It's interesting because it was bringing back a, an old legends character that was sort of a fan favorite. So yeah, I uh, wanted to mention that. Um, <clears throat> there were a couple other things in Star Wars that we wanted to mention really quickly before we get out of Resistance Report. Um, and one of them still deals with you know, hey, you know, when we're you're looking at all the stuff in the comic thing, don't forget that Darth Vader is still going on right now, and it's and it's uh, really taking a turn as he's working with. OG of Bastoon and they're working together and they're coming up with all these different plans. Um, that's another uh, uh, article that you should go over to starwarsnewsnet.com and check out uh, if you aren't able to keep up with it. But we wanted to make sure that, um, you know, you recognize that it's kind of tying in with Crimson Rain and, you know, he's trying to also put a stop to what's uh, what Kira has been planning. So, I don't know, it kind of builds up her credibility a little bit. A um, couple other things real quick too. Uh, the Old Republic expansion, now this is not canon, but if you were looking forward to the Legacy of the Sith uh, expansion that was supposed to come out in December, it has been delayed to 2022, uh, but not too long, February. So uh, just that's right around the corner. Little delay, no big deal. Oh, we'll see it soon. Uh, but, if you know, hey, hold yourself over by going checking that Eclipse trailer again, because to me it yeah. looks very Old Republic video gamey. So... Get excited. Uh, lots of video game news on the horizon. Uh, one last thing. Lacey mentioned this long earlier in the show. The Black Series HasLab Rancor campaign did not 
fail or did not uh, manage to meet all of its backers. Uh, yeah, it's it the was first Star short. Wars one. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so every other one was was funded, and it looked like it was doing pretty well for a long time. Uh, but right at the end, the eleventh hour, it was unable to make it. Uh, they needed nine thousand. I'm not sure the exact number. I forget, but it was like eight thousand nine hundred and sixty-four. Yeah, yeah, very close. Uh, but just shy of the of, the, you know, they they have to make money. It has to make money. It has to be profitable for the company in order to do it. Didn't make the numbers, mm-hmm. so they closed out the campaign. It did not happen. It's very unlikely that we will see this. But hey, they made some really cool videos, and we can all dream. <laughs> uh, that's it for Resistance Report this week. Um, I'm going to send it over to Lacey really quick to do our next section. All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon Pod Race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on all the different audio apps like spotify apple Podcasts, leave a review for us it really helps us um you can follow us on twitter at rbatswnn or on instagram at the resistance broadcast if you want more than just two episodes a week including exclusive mini episodes live streams much more you can have a head over to patreon.com resistance broadcast where starting at two dollars a month you support what we do here and what we're going to be doing in the next year as star wars kicks into high gear as like the biggest year it's ever had um you support everything that we're doing and much more. And you guys get cool content and we're heading into celebration and we're going to do different types of give- giveaways and stuff like that. And it's going to be awesome. So yeah, definitely head over there. But this is a part of the show where we let our generals and our spice runners, which is our two top tiers, be a part of the show. So before we get into that, I'm going to thank those people. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Nathan Shank, and Val Trishkoff. Thank you guys so much what as generals. List. Yep. Yes. And then we have our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy, who recently won a trivia Thomas, with us. big winner. Oh, yeah. He knew he all the trivia. Ray heading his way. Big winner. This week, we have our general of spice himself, Micah Harrison, (laughs) heading into the pod race. And we asked him, what is the most positive influence or lesson Star Wars has taught you over the years? Whether that was a kid, whether that was as a kid, now as an adult, or something that has continued to show show you throughout your life. So Micah, go ahead and take it away. Hey, TRB. Hope everyone had a great holiday. Um... Congratulations on the new youngling, Lacey. She's beautiful. Um, I swear you guys give me the best questions. Um, Star Wars has taught me a lot over the years. Uh, Standing up for what's right. um, Fighting for your friends. um, So many great lessons. But I think one of the lasting impressions I have from Star Wars and that's been on my mind more recently is um, no matter even the baddest villain um, out there has a soul and a past. And um, if you look at them in the right light or with the right eyes, uh, everyone has good in them still, you know, like Luke with Darth Vader and 
even Kylo and Ray. Um, and maybe that it's never too late to change is something that's been sticking with me. Redemption. Um, as I've gotten older and you see more of the world, uh, that stands out to me more, I think. It's kind of a hard pill to swallow too, though, because there's some really bad people out there. Um, but if you can, if you can feel the conflict within them, um, maybe you can help them let go of their hate. You know, sometimes it just takes a good person to believe you can still be that way, you know, like Luke, as I said. But thank you guys. Congratulations to Lacey again and may the force be with you. Oh, General Greybeard, I'm coming for you. Nicely done, Micah. It's not as spicy necessarily as you have been in the past, but it's still a really cool question. Mm -hmm. um, and you gave a good answer. So, John, what did you think? Well, first off, I like that uh, there's competition in the Beard Squadron, as he called <laughs> out General Greybeard at the end there. So we have a lot of beards in the resistance, and Micah's is definitely on uh, the Mount Rushmore, I think. So I <laughs> uh, thought that was funny. Um I know you say, you know, we always give you the great questions, but you get the great answers too, man. Uh, you definitely get deep sometimes. Uh, I know you like to be goofy and have a good time, but uh, you definitely have uh, that sentimental side and it came through here in a, in a, in a really good way. Um, I like what you had to say about, you know, there's still good in him and that that, that can be carried out uh, through life. And maybe that's something sometimes we need to point at ourselves, you know, uh, you know, when you feel bad about maybe things you've done or things you could have done better or regrets. Uh, you know that deep down, maybe that good person is still always there and there's never, it's never too late. So I like what you had to say there. So great job as always, Micah. Love you, man. Uh, you're one of, uh, one of the best people to interact with. And I'm so glad that, uh, I'm honored that you, uh, are one of our spice runners and I can't wait to do your, uh, spice run. That's going to be a really great time. So thanks a lot, buddy. And I'll talk to you soon. If I don't see you, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. James. Um, no, you're dead on. Uh, exactly everything you said. You know, it's so funny too. There's there's that big story at the end, like no matter what you've done, you can always be redeemed. You can always change who you are. You know, there's always room for redemption and all that stuff. And it's so funny that a lesson like that just completely flies in the face of everything that's going on online and everything where everybody's holding everybody to fire for something they said like 10 years ago. Like if Darth Vader had a Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He would have said all these terrible things and uh, no one would ever let him forget it. Um, so it's kind of one of those things to t take a lesson from Star Wars and let people learn from their mistakes and stuff like that. It's a, uh, very good answers that you give as far as, uh, how it's, uh, made you a better person and have a better understanding of what it means to be human and what it means to live a good life. Um, so yeah, I'm really proud of that. And I'm, it's funny too, that you, uh, call out the, uh, general Greybeard. Like <laughs> it's a, where he's starting a little controversy in, uh, <laughs> in the in the uh base here so uh I love thanks for just like, thanks for it yeah i love how he's just like you know people are people can change people aren't all bad and then he's like yo gray bear <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> uh micah great answer thank you so much for the well wishes uh for my baby i appreciate that that's very nice of you um i really liked you saying that you really enjoyed or took away the lesson of standing up for what's right because that's definitely what stood out to me from a very very early age especially with princess leia the reason i connected with her so quickly was because she was like always willing to stand up for what was right even if it was the tough decision or the hard decision or the decision where you know she was faced with 
a lot of difficulty or she could even die and she was willing to fight for it Mm -hmm. and that's just a really good message but anyway thank you so much for being a part of the community we really appreciate it you're so awesome um and even though this wasn't the spiciest take we appreciate your general spice as our general of spice um and we hope to talk to you soon happy holidays um and now we're gonna head to john all right so i think because we're up on time what if we pick one of these questions and tackle it together that sound good to you guys sure i'm down whatever all right real quick i wanted to say uh spotify did that whole year in review thing um and so many people they checked your urine they did a urine review shut up james james all goofy tonight <laughs> yeah real big banana john i hope your tests came back all right banana of the your, year your your jokes are poop um <laughs> i almost made no, a poop pe- joke earlier privately what <laughs> what is Hold happening on. <laughs> you, you guys will see it. John is trying to make this heartfelt moment message. Yeah. Oh, James. About James his Spotify year in review. No. So, so Spotify ahead, does this does this year in review thing where it tells people what the top artists they listen to were, the top podcasts, oh. and a lot of people uh, had us in their top five podcast rotation on Spotify. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I know we've been growing over there. This has been our biggest year on spotify by far we doubled our audience there our followers and all that so thank you uh, but for the people who shared that uh i retweeted all of them i didn't care i don't care if uh, people muted us after that that meant so much to us because you know we are our audience is still our biggest audience is still audio right now and uh, the fact that people um have us in such a rotation with the amount of episodes we put out when you see our podcast next to big ones like joe rogan and stuff who who makes billions of dollars podcasting. It's just kind of crazy that people mm-hmm. have us on their list. So uh, I just want to thank everybody who does listen to us on audio pl- platforms. Um, we, we do love our YouTube as well, but uh, the fact that you shared that with us meant a great deal to the three of us. So thank you very much. And here's to 2022 and hopefully more people finding TRB thanks to you listening to us. Cause I think that's how that sort of thing works. So appreciate that very much. But um, so let's tackle a question here. Uh, Lacey, which one? Let's just go. Do you see the notes? One, two, or three? Do you want to say what this segment is? Oh, ask the resistance. Yeah. So this is what happens. (laughs) We we put out a tweet and say, "Hey, send us questions." It's called ask the resistance. That's what it's called. I've been wondering, what are midi chlorians? Um, for the 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 graphic sake, I guess we haven't done ask the resistance in a while. I know. But uh, one, two, or three. I think two is too close to what we're talking about on Thursday. I agree with that. Uh, and so is oh, one. So is one. So we'll do three. <laughs> three. All, All right. right. So the question from Robbie-L at R-B-R-A-Y-M. R-Brame. What's up, buddy? He said, will there be or should there be an Ahmed Best style fan-initiated apology for Jake Lloyd for the treatment he received for the Phantom Menace? Um... I'm going to start and say no, um, just because I don't like the idea of if some people said something to somebody, I have to own it too. I don't believe in that because I like, that's like, 
this person killed somebody and they happen to also listen to this type of music. Like, I'm not going to be like, I apologize for that. Like, I think how he was treated was horrible. Obviously, it affected him for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Whether he's past it or not, I don't think there needs to be some sort of galvanized we support you thing. I think he understands that. I think he, he realizes that what people did back then was terrible and how they treated a little kid um, and all that stuff. And it's, you know, 22 years removed. I don't know that there needs to be this whole every fan who's a Star Wars fan needs to come together to apologize to this kid when it was probably a group of either nasty critics, bad fans and stuff like that. Like the whole, you know, the new group that I'm not even going to mention their name that's out now being jerks about Star Wars. Like I wouldn't apologize for them. So I'm not going to apologize to whatever that was called back then. Do I, does that Mm -hmm. make sense? No, it does. Absolutely. Um, my my initial take on that was this the same in the sense of no, I don't think there needs to be or or <clears throat> that there will be. I mean, it could always happen where somebody's gonna say, "Hey, on behalf of all Star Wars fans, I apologize," and it gets retweeted like fifty thousand times. You know that could happen. Um, but yeah. to me, when I, when comparing this specific uh uh comparison here to Ahmed Best, I felt like. The biggest reason Ahmed Best got the recognition that he did, say at Star Wars Celebration, he got a standing ovation. You know, everybody was really recognized. Was it was on the heels of something he did on his own, which was put out this video that talked about his reaction and how it affected him when he got that sort of negative treatment from the thing. So right, everybody how far watched that. Him, yeah. Everybody watched that video and was like, "Holy crap!" You know, like I. Even if I was or was not a part of, you know, that type of negativity, I feel it now and and it feels bad. So on the heels of that and then going right into celebration, it felt like everybody was was just they just wanted to be on his side and wanted to show him that, you know, hey, we're here with you, despite the fact that you went through this thing. I think that if if Jake Lloyd wants to be in the public eye again he wants to get back into uh, whatever he wants to do you know with his life and he uh becomes a little bit more like hey i'm a person and we start to see it and we start to recognize it i think naturally it's not like anybody doesn't feel this way but i think naturally it just will come down to uh us looking uh, him as you know he's a real person and maybe some people didn't treat him right you know back yeah. then um, so I think it, it's important to just recognize that stuff. But when it, I mean, I'm being very specific on your answer, Robbie, like, will this happen? Should it happen? I don't know that it should. I think John's right on that. Um, but I think that comparing it to the Ahmed best thing is, is, um, a little different because Ahmed best took it into his own, own hands to recognize the situation very publicly and still continues to be in the public eye appearing even within Star Wars on his own Star Wars TV show. So it's like, yeah, he's right there. So um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Lacey. I feel like we're. Yeah, no, I, I agree with both of you. I think you made very good points. I think, you know, the big thing here is like James said, Ahmed best made that Twitter thread where he talked about how, how he almost took his own life because mm-hmm. of the situation with Star Wars yeah. and the criticism criticisms he was getting. Um, and I think that's a whole nother level that any, any human being with any empathy would be like, okay, this is bad. Like this, you can't ever say that like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. Like that's at a whole nother level that mm-hmm. 
you have to support someone when they come forward like that. Like, that's not like saying like, hey, I didn't like your movie. Like, that's a whole different level that Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine the darkness that he was being faced with. So I agree with you, James. I think that unless Jake Lloyd came forward and said something like that, I don't think people are going to actively search him out to apologize. I do think there has been kind of a prequel kind of redemption Mm -hmm. type thing happening over the past few years, especially with hating Christensen with Ahmed best, but they're in the public eye and they're in star Wars projects. So it's a little bit different. I think if Jake Lloyd attended a celebration or something, he'd probably get a standing ovation and he'd probably get the recognition he deserved and people would appreciate him and want to get pictures with him and autographs and such. But that's really on him. Like you said, James, I don't think, People are going to look for him or search him out mm-hmm. because I don't think he's really in the public eye. Um, it, it's but- tough, too, because Ahmed Best was an adult when he went through this and it right. still affected him. And right. But yet, like, he was able to, I don't want to say overcome it because he probably still deals with stuff. But the thing is, like, he has returned and he still is in the public eye and he still is on social media and things like sure. that. Whereas Jake Lloyd has very much disappeared because of these types of things. And there might be more to the story. Maybe we didn't know, you know, that he was eventually going to suffer from these mental things or whatever. I I don't know, but it could have been all star Wars related. Um, So, you know, I think starting this whole thing with just hoping that Jake gets better or he feels okay. I I don't know exactly what the story is with him, but I know Mm -hmm. that he is very private now. Um, whereas at least Ahmed is a little bit more public and willing public, to still yeah. be like a, a figure in that sen- uh, sense. So, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so will there be or should there be? I don't know. You know, you'd like to think that people would eventually apologize to him. And I'm sure he has heard things over the years that people have said like, hey, I'm sorry you went through this. But again, that's kind of on Jake Lloyd of if he wants that recognition, if he wants that yeah. experience or not. Um, but I hope that he's well, and I hope that whatever he's deciding to do, he's made his own decision to do it. You know, yeah. no one's forcing him to do one way or the other. I think the the latest thing is that he has uh, moved closer with his family recently, and um, so maybe you're right, Lacey. Maybe he doesn't want the public eye, and and like you both said, maybe yeah. that maybe that would be worse for him or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like jog up mm-hmm. old things that he tried to get rid yeah, of. So doesn't want to deal with it. Yep. So I hope you know. Hope hope uh, that answered your question well enough, Robbie. Um, and we have more questions that uh, you you all sent in, but uh, we're up against time here, um, so we're gonna hop out. But uh, we'll get some more Ask the Resistance going in the next few weeks here, especially uh, with Boba Fett. And when those episodes come out, you probably have some awesome questions for us to talk about. So uh, thanks to everybody uh, for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. We're so glad to be back. Uh, we are gonna be back Thursday. We're gonna talk a little bit more about um some speculation on boba fett and have some fun a fun chat um because i think our last discussion on the podcast was about betrayal that's how long ago it was right james (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but make sure you do subscribe to the show like Lacey said on your preferred audio platform or youtube.com slash star wars newsnet videos uh like we said before star wars newsnet every day for all of your star wars news reviews editorials information and more johnny hoey on twitter writing and editing at star wars newsnet and my movie podcast just like the movies uh, putting out our episode tomorrow on the first Spider-Man from 2002, way before the dancing and the eyeliner and all that stuff. So, um, James, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. That's it. Okay. 
Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And once again, thank you guys so much for all your nice messages and well wishes and everything. It meant a lot mm-hmm. to me and it continues to mean a lot to me. She's back. I'm back. With a baby, uh, as John would say. <laughs> yeah. um, so we will be back Thursday. Thank you to everyone. Enjoy your weeks and we'll see you then right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs>